As a child, I was obsessed with monsters and dinosaurs and things like that. And when I saw Jurassic Park, my mind was blown apart as a three-year-old. Um, and then my grandfather sat me down and said, Stop, mm. stop. You saw Jurassic Park as a three-year-old? Yeah. Wow. Go on, your grandfather. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... I, you want to talk about blowing your mind away? That's... <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have nightmares for years. Okay, go on, your grandfather sat My down. grandfather sat me down and said, no, 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 that's rubbish. We'll watch a real monster movie. And he put on an old VHS he had recorded and we watched King Kong 1933 together. To infinity and beyond. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on first. Let me mention my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. And don't call me sure. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. The beast looked upon the face of beauty, and beauty stayed his hand, and from that day forward, he was as one dead. Welcome everybody to Pop Culture, I am Scott. And I'm Jason. Apparently I'm meant to be scarred for life or something. Oh, I'm just surprised. It's like, that's really young to see. Maybe, maybe four, but it it came out in 93, right? So I remember... My parents wouldn't take me to see it, and I was pissed. <laughs> As a toddler, was pissed, and uh, my brother rented it on VHS, and I stayed up late when he got home from work, and we watched it together. So mum and dad wouldn't know that I watched it. So that would have been because I thought it came out at the cinema around ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, it was like ninety three, ninety end of ninety three, ninety four. Mm. No, it'd be ninety. Ninety-three. Uh, the reason I'm working it out is I knew where I was living at the time, yep. so I'm sort of there going back in time there. So I actually think it was about ninety-three. Wow. Yeah, yeah. At the cinema. VH, uh, at the cinema. Yeah, yeah at yep. the cinema. Yeah. And so you saw it when? And it, as soon as it was, it was the first day, it was out on VHS. So it must have been the next year. So ninety-four. So yep. I might have been four years old. Yeah. Okay. Still you still young. seem shocked. It's still young. And I was. To- I watched it twice in a night. I could understand. I mean, if you. It dinosaurs has always been one of those things that kids love, yeah. you know, especially little boys and, and even good girls. I mean, it's yeah. they're they're not quite fairy tales in one sense because they real. did exist. Yeah. However, there is no you can't evidence yeah. of it now, and uh, so you're you're looking at representation. It's reality of meets these imagination That's at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I I get it. I'm just. Surprised. <laughs> I would have watched Jaws around the same time as well. Yeah, see, so. yeah. Uh, see, Jaws, I could see going over little kids' heads because the suspense requires you to really be, yeah. <laughs> be a bit of an adult in some ways to get it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I'm still surprised. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, like my mother wouldn't take me to see it because she was worried that I'd get nightmares. And then my brother yeah. didn't really care for. Well, he was. Hoping he wouldn't have had to nightmares. deal, probably, <laughs> probably. But I remember him showing me like a scene from a movie. This is a little off track for what we're That's doing, right. but I remember him showing me a scene from a movie, and he's like, "Oh, come and watch this." And it was like I just remember, I remembered it. It very vividly, but I didn't know what the movie was until years later. So he's like, "Oh, come watch this!" And, I, and it was like a us like a, a soldier in the jungle, and he's like yelling at this woman, and then this thing comes out of the woods, and he just explodes gore everywhere, and that horrified me. <laughs> years later, I'm watching Predator, <laughs> ah, yeah. and Hawkins gets, and I'm like, <laughs> "It all came back to me." <laughs> So I was certainly not immune to things, but I think the, my excitement and wonder at Jurassic Park outweighed any sense of fear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking about King Kong. So ever since I watched it with my grandfather, I have been obsessed with King Kong, particularly the 33 version. I think a lot of filmmakers have been. Yeah. Um, King Kong, th- like the character. Let's, yep. let's start with that. Uh, it The whole idea of it was to create some monster that would really shake the audience. Mm. So it's created. It was intended to be such a shockingly, yeah, monstrous creature. Um, because uh, at the time in the thirties, think how old that is. Yeah, it would have been unheard of to sort of do something like that in cinema. Yeah. So uh, King Kong as a character was quite interesting in that. King Kong was monstrous, but then ultimately isn't the monster. Yeah. And I think this is what makes it an endearing character. Um, and I call it King Kong a character, not a creature. Yeah, but yeah, a character. yeah. He's, he's, he's um, alert and has feelings and, yeah. Yeah, a- empathy and uh, the emotions that he expresses, even in the 30s one. Yeah. Uh, they attempted to get the emotions out of the stop motion and the puppet faces and the yeah. puppets and so on. And it's um, quite amazing how that character has stayed in cinema. And it's really King Kong's getting a bit of a reemergence now. Yeah. Um, but they've kept, Godzilla, they've kept but those aspects of him intact well, because that's what makes him exactly, special. Exactly. He's not just any. Like like Godzilla is has maintained an element of popularity, I think, because of what Godzilla represents, not Godzilla as a character. That's right. Godzilla as a character is just a big <laughs> a big lizard that wrecks stuff. But he <laughs> angry lizard, yeah. But he he carries with him a great deal of um, uh, social and political yeah subtext um, subtext, it. and yeah. that's what makes it yeah. important. Uh, Kong doesn't carry that stuff, but he is compelling. Yes, and what well, he does carry a subtext in that quite often he, as a character, displays how monstrous humans can be. Yes, and it's the Frankenstein yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and um, that's what makes it quite interesting to see how they've interpreted it over the years. Um, if we go back to that 30s one to start with, just special effects alone, <laughs> well. like you have to say that it's pretty much generated the concept of what we see as special effects. Yeah. And Spielberg was even looking at stop motion for Jurassic Park. For Jurassic Park. Park, yeah. 
uh, because it was the standard. It had been done. I think what they did that the Lost World would have been. I think they did it around a, around a similar time anyway, or maybe mm. probably uh, maybe after, maybe before the kind of Arthur Conan Doyle one with the yep. kind of really goofy, yep, upright yep. dialogue. It must have been before because mm. Kong uh, is so much more well like, <laughs> impressive in terms of its te- the technical ability of it, yeah. no, it and it, the it, look of the dinosaurs and the look of Kong, and it it, it led to what we see as a standard for special yeah. effects and for a long time. Yeah, um, and it's still referred to and fondly reflected on. Yeah, in how. But like as done. a as a as a child, seeing it, I had seen Jurassic Park. I'd seen what then became the standard. Yeah. I, I was convinced. I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As as old as it is, and I guess how sort of like dated those techniques have become. They're not really used anymore unless they're sort of like a kitsch value thing. Mm. I was sold. I yeah. believed it. <laughs> well, maybe you saw it like a found footage film. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that black and white look yeah, to it. Yeah. I was just like, yep, oh, yeah, they, they look fine. They look great. I believe yeah. that giant monkey's fighting a T-Rex. Yeah. It's um quite uh, quite interesting how, if anything, it was a big risk to have this idea of this monster and the f- lead actress or actor, female actor, um, having a relationship of some sort. Yeah, it, yeah. It's sort of like, that's the other thing. It's There's not, a bit it's not, we'll get to where it gets explored more. Yeah. She's certainly still treated, I think, as a victim of... Oh, um, mostly, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of screaming all the way through and... <laughs> yeah, well, no, she's reacting like a victim to it. Yeah. That's probably the better way of looking yeah, at his, it. Yeah, his... Kong's yeah. feelings are feelings, yes. but she is still kind of terrified and... But that... That I think it was a bit of a subversion of the expectation of the monster. Yeah, he, he's not trying to eat her or kill her or anything. No. It's he's just kind of enamored with her. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and um, that's one of those things, one of those shifts where we're changing the model for things, and mm. that's very early on that that happened. Yeah. So, King and Kong. we've talked about the importance and what you can do with monster films to mm. uh, highlight other ideas and stories you want to talk about and yeah ultimately it sort of becomes humanity is the is the <laughs> the real <laughs> problem they they displaced him he well he that's was, it yeah. yeah he was it's not like he, he was, chooses to go anywhere yeah. and it, and that is actually probably the consistent uh approach to king kong throughout any of them yeah it doesn't matter which films we're talking about he is never venturing off Skull Island to go do. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not attacking humanity. <laughs> no, he's, he's scared and he's sort of just hanging out in his own place. Yeah, in his home, and that's it. And yeah. um, they're coming to him or taking him to them, and yeah. it's always been. Like and it's and it's and it's this kind of um, money making. It's not for they're not taking him for research no. purposes. They're taking him to be like, look at my monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big sideshow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's really I, I I do highly regard the creation of that as a monster. And yeah, it's it is Frankenstein in a different guise, if you want. Yeah, Whereas yeah. he wasn't really created though. That's probably the only difference. Yeah, um, Carl Denham didn't create the monster he yeah. found the monster that's it but then created the kind of eighth wonder the marketing 
Mm. Yeah, like it's almost like a marketing creation rather than a you know scientific lightning strike. That's right. Um, the eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> but uh, and Skull Island, the whole sort of lost world monsters. Uh, yeah, it's primordial kind yeah, of. That that was a great aspect to the '30s film. We sort of lose it a bit in the '70s one, but it's yeah, yeah it, it doesn't have any of the. Oh, it's got a giant snake. snake. Yeah, yeah, it's got a giant snake. Um, there's, there's sort of elements that are always maintained in the three King Kong films, if you yep. want, like the ones about that oh, story. Just King Kong. They're yes. literally called yeah, no, King Kong. I'm not each talking time. about sequels or anything, yep. but they're all just King Kong, which is telling in itself. Yep. You know, it's a, about King Kong more than anything, mm-hmm. and it's a tragedy. Yeah, it's always Twas a tragedy. Beauty who killed the beast. Yeah, and it is a tragedy in that sense. So. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the differences between these ones because the hard part about it is they're put in very different times. And the 70s one was almost like an environmental... It was August Contemporary. Yeah. 70s. But it was more an environmental... Statement. Statement, yeah. Isn't they, they, they were drilling for oil in Skull it. Island? Yeah, they? that's yeah. what they wanted was yeah. the oil on Skull Island. Yeah. yeah. But then they... Found they couldn't do that, but they found Kong, and so they thought, yeah, well, they will take him yeah. back, and <laughs> that, that'll do. We'll make money out of him. Yeah, um, and obviously the sort of greeny Jeff Bridges, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before environmental <being> the dude. <laughs> hero, <laughs> before the dude, before yeah, before the dude. <laughs> it was still probably an he was like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it sort of has that subtext again of you know humans are the the monsters yeah, yeah. ultimately, it it brings in a little bit more with Jessica Lang the relationship. It does play uh, around because she's already there, isn't? It? No, they find her in a shipwreck. That's right. Yeah, they find her along the that's way. Right. That's right. Yeah, it's been a while. I've only seen it the once. Yeah, and um, then the only weird part that I guess is incongruous with what we're talking about is the way that Kong takes these sacrifices, if you want, from the. Indigenous people on the on Skull Island, you know how they always. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. So, well, they just kind of worship him as a god. Yeah, Don't whether know what it's this. Well, yeah. Well, they've 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 phased that idea out now. If we get to later stuff, but yeah, yeah it was always this sort of like. Um, but even then, um, the way it's treated in. Whether it's just the what the way like native people being like, oh, if we feed him, he won't. Yeah, he won't eat, he us. Won't eat us. Um, but. When you look at it in the, at least the last two films that are called King Kong, yeah. um, he never actually goes to try and eat them or anything. He just takes them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he wants a companion. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but it's quite incongruous with the rest of it because you know, he does show that empathy and mm. further down the track. Um, there's some really good aspects to the 70s one. Uh, it's the first film you ever saw at the cinema. Wasn't it it? Was we the talked first, about this. Yes, it was the first film I saw at the cinema. Second being Star Wars, but it yeah. was the first one. And I still have. <laughs> I, I do. I had nightmares of that yeah. one. I was about four yep. when I saw that one, and my nightmares of being on a train, being picked up yeah. by Kong. <laughs> And I still vividly remember those nightmares. Yeah, right. And then also being in a building and trying to get away from it. Yeah. But every time I'd come to a window, he'd be out <laughs> there. And I was just like, yeah. And then you go, oh, yeah, I saw Jurassic Park. 
Whoa. <laughs> Get your hands up me, you damn dirty ape. <laughs> but um yeah, it it's it 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 was terrifying at that age yeah. and um it, it was effective. I have watched it since and it's a little bit all over the place in reality as a yeah. film. Um it's um and it's got this sort of almost painfully 70s quality to it possibly like yeah. it, it like almost like so preachy in parts it's just like i get it i get it yeah. <laughs> I do i get it and there's a the, the new york sequence is much much longer than than the, the other versions sort of yeah it is because it's sort of like he's there for a while they're trying to sort of make out he's just looking for his home and mm. goes to the twin towers because yep. it looks it's like the tallest building well yeah. no yeah. it wasn't that no it looked like two rock towers ah, on right. Skull Island which you know exposition 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 yeah yeah <laughs> which um in, um I thought well, could we go could we go back a little yep so before we get to the next King Kong oh yeah no, so um uh, Kong, obviously, the first film, 1933, uh, successful enough to get a sequel in the same year, Son of Kong. Um, then the, uh, I guess, global popularity of the character, the next incarnation is King Kong versus Godzilla. Yes. Yes. So, um, and then the character was so beloved in Japan, they got his own movie over there, which was King Kong Escapes. Right. Yeah. Where he fights Mecha Kong. Oh, and of course. A giant robot. They like their mecha. They love their creatures. robot versions of <laughs> <laughs> beloved characters. Um, uh, and then we get to the 70s version, which did have a sequel. I did too. With Linda Hamilton. Did too. Which I, I saw first. I saw that before I saw the 70s what, version. What's the sequel? King Kong Lives. Yes. Where there is a Lady Kong, I believe. Yes. I vaguely remember seeing it. Yes. I saw that on VHS when I was a kid. Yeah, and Linda, yeah, Linda Hamilton's in it. Um, I vaguely remember seeing it, which means it obviously didn't have the same impression. <laughs> they gave him a heart transplant after he fell off the. <laughs> Is that what? Oh, right. Yep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. 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 Um, look, I think King Kong in its original incarnation in the story is like as you said frankenstein you can't do sequels mm. it, it's done he it, dies it's, it's tragedy. done <laughs> yeah. it's always going to be a tragedy um i just can't see how you can work with it any other way yeah unless of course you shift the story completely yeah so uh well, let us let us before we get to the shifting of the oh, yeah, story yeah, yeah. let us talk about peter jackson's attempt at king kong Yes, so I've got more. I, I, I loved Peter Jackson, like as in I still love Peter Jackson. <laughs> I, I love Peter Jackson's films, particularly up to Lord of the Rings. Um, he had this very, uh, how would we say? Quirky. Subversive, <laughs> uh, quirky um Really left of field approach yeah. to filmmaking, which was his own style too. So it's yeah, a, he didn't much like old Sam Raimi. He didn't feel like anyone else. No, that's it. He, yeah. he wasn't replicating anything. Then he got to Lord of the Rings, which I, I'll commend. It does call him. for a very different kind of. Well, no, I'll commend him because he treated it for what it was and tried to create it as well as possible. 
uh, in, I guess, admiration for the source material and ensuring that, you know, he respected it. Yeah. And uh, pulls that off. You know, I don't, I, I mean, you know, it's probably a bit overlong, uh, particularly The Hobbit, but oh, those, nice. those, those films still respected the material and still the whole production design, the yeah. direction, the everything is done amazingly well. Now, he took that production design concept and ability to do that, and it did translate into King Kong. Yeah. And he was obviously reflecting back on his fondness for the 30s film and try to replicate as much of that as possible. To the point of, like, time period, everything. Yep. And that I enjoy. I I sort of enjoyed going back into that time period. Except he sort of did the same mistake as with The Hobbit and tried to draw it out. Oh, it is bloated. Um, Considering the original film is, like, captures all that stuff we've talked about really well in a runtime of 100 minutes. Yeah. And considering they're doing stop motion a lot. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of work. <laughs> that's huge. We get uh, to his version, which is three hours long. Yeah, and it it I does th- have some spectacular sequences in oh, it. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it's, it's his love of the film and character that's obviously there. Mm. Uh, but... It's smothered, if you want, you know. It's like <laughs> yeah. smothering love, where he's going. I don't want to leave it. I want to get in yeah. as much as possible. I and like the build-up. I like the sense of anticipation as you get kind of further and further along the journey. It still feels over long, but then it just keeps going, 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 yeah, going, going, uh, going. It's. There's few things. It's like he's um, referencing quite a few things at once in this one film. So we almost get his own take on Jurassic Park. Yeah. We've got the full-on yeah. dinosaur movie. Yeah. And uh, to the point to of the absurd. And, you know, we've got raptors, we've got T-Rexes, we've got... Everything um, that does, like a the chase sequence that dinosaurs goes... dinosaurs on the edge of cliffs that they would never, ever run up. And, you know, <laughs> it's just... Uh, it, it gets absurd and... That is where it sort of lost me a bit, and I, I, I didn't get that same emotional whack as you get in the first two. So even the seventies one worked better because it mm. kept the sequence of Kong eventually dying in the city short enough for you to go, "Oh, that was a bit. That was really rough. Yeah, <laughs> far out. That's that's sad." Um, I mean, Andy Circus sort of saves it a lot in that it's a motion capture. Yeah, the performance, performance, and he does it extremely well. Um, I, I I sort of like that, and you do get these great sequences. I didn't mind the T-Rex bit if it was only oh, the that. fight. The fight's yeah, great. Yeah, I, I like that. But then when it gets into the raptors and all the other things and the bugs and... Where, where the bug uh, sequence is interesting because they did... Um, that, that was meant to be... Or something similar was originally in the 33 version. Mm-hmm. And um, where they fall, the guys who fall off the log are in this trench and they get attacked by these creatures and stuff. And it was deemed so utterly horrific that <laughs> um, they had to remove the sequence entirely to... Um, so I think he was... He really relished in that to try and be like, oh, well, this was the this was the thing that they... was too horrible for the original version. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I it's and just, it still becomes this, like, stretched out. <laughs> still 
too long. Um, and there's the extended version of this film. Oh, I know. But Peter Jackson likes it. Uh, he loves that. He, he he loves what he does, and uh, I, I I'm not I'm not really critical of him having these extended versions. Sometimes it's really nice seeing the extra uh, concepts that were there, but if it if it's already on a bloated film and you called it, <laughs> yeah, it's, the, the it's film's heavy anyway. Um, I've watched the extended versions of Lord of the Rings, and um, I can't tell you what the added scenes are. It's it's well, my I think I'm in the in the minority on that. In that, I find the theatrical versions are perfectly fine, and I don't need more. Yeah, for Lord of the Rings, it's like sure there was stuff cut, but like if you're not adding Tom Bombadil. There's yeah, not much more I remember, like <laughs> or Barrow White, uh, yeah. or whatever you know. Uh, sort of like there's like bits, yeah, Mouth of Sour and stuff, but like okay, like uh, I got the I got it the first time around. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Naomi Watts was good, yeah, great. Um, I don't mind the cast at all. Showed the it. I guess the latest version at least took it to that point where it was a two way relationship completely. Mm. Um, where she develops trust in Kong. and Yeah, she's not so much the victim this time around. Well, she starts that way, but then she sort of, I guess, convinces him, if you want. Um, And it's sort of little clever sequences there of her trying to entertain him. Yeah. So um, I I did like it. If it was shorter, I think it would have been an amazing remake of the 30s version. But just too long. Yeah. Way too long. And I'm not sure about the casting of Jack Black. It's probably one of the few movies I actually find him tolerable in. Uh, look, there's there's roles that Jack Black suits. And You're not sure Carl Denham's one of them? No. No, he's just... I really like Adrian Brody in it. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's good. Um, no, I mean, you know, in terms of Jack Black, I can... High Fidelity and School of oh, Rock. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, he suits it to a T and yep. that's that's him and it works really, really well. But I don't know. What did he bring to it other than just Jack Black not trying to be funny? Yeah. You know, it sort of didn't quite work as well as I thought. And I think it's one of those films where you don't want to star mm. in the role, especially if the character's not exactly... A major character, like there's not many characteristics to his character. No, you, he's for you he's to go. Oh yeah, there's he's acting really well doing this character, and it's just Jack Black. <laughs> That's it. Film, film. Yeah, yeah. But do you see what I mean? Yeah, it's like it doesn't doesn't work, and it it is one of those catches with a lot of these things where you put in stars into films of characters. They take over the character, so you're seeing the star. You're seeing Jack Black, not, a, not Carl yeah, Denham. Yeah, yeah, and that was the case in this one. Yep, and that was another little bit of a shattering point for me, where I'm sort of like, oh, I just can't look past. You're watching team. Jack Black. Yeah. Yep, I just could, and there's nothing he's doing that's making himself disappear. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so that's the shame of that. The but production-wise, the look of the latest one. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And I still go. Andy Circus 
has been ripped off for best actor <laughs> uh, for a very several long time. times. Yeah, uh, I feel like he should have like like his uh, performance Gollum. in the oh, Gollum, yeah, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That wow. as well. Yeah, but de- de- this yeah. is what I mean. He's doing more yeah. <laughs> than the people that get the best actor. Yeah. And it's just because he's hidden behind the CGI. That yeah. yeah. It's, anyway, it's, a, it's a lack of understanding, though, I think, of what goes into making it. It's just like, oh, well, it's a digital thing. It's a special effects Oscar. Yeah, but it's not. It's yeah. his acting. Yeah. It's all motion capture and everything. So um, he... He's the pioneer of that type of acting, I think. I think well, of, of delivering um, real motion capture performance. Yeah. yeah. And he was given a very unusual character. Oh, actually, he's given the best character of Lord, of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So. For, yeah. <laughs> it's the only reason I kept reading the book there. Yeah. Um, and being King Kong as well, that's a pretty great yeah. <laughs> opportunity to be that. So, yeah, it, it was a... A nice homage to the original. Just way too long. Yeah. Then, 2017, Kong Skull Island. Yes. Uh, reimagining, I guess it'd be what we'd call yeah, this. Yes, so. King Kong takes on the Vietnam War. Sort of. <laughs> or yeah, the Vietnam yeah. War takes on King, King Kong. Kong yeah. <laughs> yeah, it comes back to. Um, the 70s, oddly enough. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's. Uh, Still got that environmental push in it a bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, I guess that's a maybe a nod to the 70s. It's, one. Uh, it's still sure. relevant, um, maybe even more relevant now. It's more relevant now as well. Um, but interestingly in Kong Skull Island, he still has the character of King Kong. Yep. And that's why I'm saying it's a character. Yes. They've gone for the the design of him is much more of the um, – they're, they're playing off the Japanese – yeah, huge. Well, um, upright. Like he, oh, right, it yeah, was yeah. a guy in a suit, so he yeah. had to walk like. Yeah, yeah. That. He couldn't walk around on all fours like a like a gorilla looks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you get this kind of um, more humanoid, yep. sort of built and walking, carrying himself, Kong. Yep. Yeah. But you get that. Yeah, the character. Yeah, it's still a. A sympathetic character that... Which they miss in the um, Japanese version of him. is oh, much okay. more it's generic just, monster. Just like Godzilla sort of thing. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Except he's on Skull Island and they <laughs> they bring him to fight Godzilla instead of bringing him to fight well, still, <laughs> to do anything else. I still have images of that with the balloons and it looks like a teddy bear under balloons. <laughs> 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 yeah, Yep. Uh, from that old uh, yep. Godzilla versus 60-something, 60 64 or yeah, something. It's uh, pretty bad. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Kong Skull Island, it, it again um, shows that humans are the the monsters. Yep. Samuel L. Jackson. A little, little less so because, I mean, it does have these underground monsters and I guess it's fitting into a whole other the, the monsterverse. Mythos, if you want. Yeah, so yep. it's it's more Kong as a protector mm. yeah. than, than as a uh, monster as such or being treated as such. Um, yeah, the, the natives aren't scared of him at all or No, anything. no, they're, they're no defending r- themselves from the other creatures, yeah. not not Kong. Yeah. They, yeah they're, there's, and there's no threat from him to them. Like they, they've, they've, they've walls and stuff around this community, but they're, oh, they're not for him. No. <laughs> yeah, they're not for Kong. <laughs> Whereas in the old version, they're absolutely for Kong. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it, it's a nice uh, reimagining of it. And uh, I'd like... I enjoy, I enjoy Skull Island. Oh, I liked it. It, it was... 
I think if they'd made him just a monster, I would have been very disappointed. Yeah. Um, it's a weird... I didn't quite understand Samuel L. Jackson's character, <laughs> like, to be honest. Ahab-esque. Sort of, yeah, but it wasn't even that. It was He's a warmonger. Yeah, it was sort of almost vindictive, psychopathically so. Mm. And I think it was really obvious from the beginning and I'm surprised that soldiers would follow him and yeah. <laughs> yeah. against something like King Kong. It's like, oh, yeah, like we're going to beat this tidal wave heading towards us. Yeah. You're going to stay yeah. with me. Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> that, that, that just Lock and load, we can handle it. <laughs> yeah, that, that bit just didn't quite work for me. Mm. Um, like, okay, maybe he's insane, but... Were all the soldiers then <laughs> just, just to be like, oh, well, orders are orders. orders yeah, that's, I guess you could read into that, saying, you know, maybe that's something, a problem with, you know, blindly following orders and military and so on, but... Really. It, the film doesn't comment enough on it to make it... No. The, like, the, the, the point worth exploring. No. Um, but it, it does establish Kong as a protector more than... Yeah. Um, a protagonist as such, so mm. sorry, an antagonist. antagonist. I meant an antagonist of sort of uh, two people. Um, yeah, it also changed how the people are reacting because it seemed to be more on Kong's side than in previous films. Yeah, so it's a bit of a shift, and it, maybe these things do show shifts in social expectations and so on, which I guess all films do really, but when you've got that constant character yeah, being reused. That's the strength. Like, and, you know, if I imagine what would happen with a new version of Frankenstein or a, a new version of Dracula or mm. all of these sorts of characters that are, are monsters. Yeah. Reimagined in current social climates, what would happen? Yeah. Um, so Frankenstein would be very interesting. <clears throat> yeah, well, Frankenstein. Dracula, I feel like they don't stop trying and fail <laughs> every time. <laughs> well, the problem with Dracula, talking about monsters as such, uh, is Dracula sort of is a definitely an early 20th century, late 19th century sort of concept mm. um, that only works with that period. The period. Uh, it doesn't, re- to translate it, you've got to change what Dracula is. Yeah. It, it won't work otherwise. So, I, And that's why I guess Coppola just did the, it, Yeah, did the period piece. The period, yep. and that's the only way it would work. Um, but, yeah. Kong, though, I mean, because he's not really tied to a time or place. Yeah, it's more about the... <laughs> you yeah. can really play around with it. Yeah, and the 70s worked. And uh, as we will talk about in the coming future, Godzilla versus... Kong. Yes, and Godzilla, all of those sorts of things uh, a result of King Kong, I'm yeah. pretty sure. So it'll be interesting to stay tuned on the yes, next podcast yes. for the, uh, the the rumble in the jungle. <laughs> rumble in the uh, concrete jungle. The, yeah. uh, the greatest monster mash of all time. Alrighty, we will catch you guys next week on Popped Culture. I have been Scott. And I'm still Jason.
Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for the 2005 King Kong, and the song at the end was the main theme from King Kong by James Newton Howard. If you're enjoying the show, I invite you to jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. And if you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod or on Twitter at popcultureau.